biggest setback is my own mind. Just pushing through every single day, like waking up, trusting myself and knowing that this value that I'm putting out there will eventually retribute me in, in a way or the other. Once you get over that hurdle, once you trust the process, there is nothing that can stop you. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our 9 to 5. On this week's episode, I speak with Marco, who is a digital collage artist and self-taught visual designer. Although Marco did not have formal training in visual and graphic design, he was able to create incredible works of art that has allowed him to travel the world and collaborate with diverse brands, proving that self-education can take you a very long way. Listen on to find out how Marco is able to travel the world as a successful digital designer. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm so excited to talk to Marco. Hey Marco, how are you? Hi Debbie, how are you? I'm great, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) He's very, very happy to be here, as you can tell. Marco's like me, he's also very giggly. I love it. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. So Marco, before we get to your incredible job and your travel experiences, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Absolutely. Yes, I would love to. I would love to say also that this is uh, officially my first podcast appearance and my first interview for that matter. And I'm so excited for that. (laughs) So I started off graphic design when I was, I think, in high school. I taught myself when I I kind of stumbled up the tools like Photoshop and Illustrator. And I fell in love with it, with with both of them. I started a daily practice. I, of course, was not paying so much attention to to school. And that as I did, I felt kind of like an outcast or uh, didn't relate so much to those subjects. So I picked up graphic design. And um, well, my life has been, you know, I've been traveling, traveling all over the place. But I found a way of earning a living of uh, several platforms uh, using the skill set that I gained with Illustrator and Photoshop. And um, nowadays I'm living location, quote unquote, location free. I'm still on a part-time, almost full-time job, but I have managed to build a client base that is keeping my head afloat and is constantly growing. And this all parted off from my side project. So I could say that I'm three months, four months shy. And in December, I officially quit my full-time job and I embark on this journey, in this journey of the offbeat life. That is a really exciting journey. And I'm sure there's a lot of things happening right now in order for you to prepare to leave your nine to five. How are you doing that right now? How are you able to prepare for this journey before you make that huge change? Yeah, okay. That that is a great question. Basically focusing on strengthening the relationships with my current clients as much as I can. And on the other side, I'm pushing I'm constantly pushing content. So just so you get some context, I don't I, I make a living as a designer in, in my in my office job, but my side project is actually collage art. And that is what I'm living from right now, or that is what ma- it's making my second source of income 
that will eventually become my first in December when I move from my full-time slash part-time job. We can then touch into that later on. So building up this, this client base that I have, I trying to set it up in a way that when I leave in December, my job is secure, that I, I will have uh, an, in, an income or a monthly income in which I can rely on. And uh, on the other hand, keep pushing my content out on different platforms and landing on their cl- other clients on top. Wow. Well, you have a lot of different things that you're doing in order to create that income, right? And I think I tell people this a lot of times is that you can't necessarily in the beginning just rely on one stream of income because you don't know what's going to happen. Life as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur is always up and down. And it can get really scary if something happens to one of that income. And then, oh my goodness, you can't pay the bills, which is really scary. (laughs) Yes, it absolutely is. And you have something that's really interesting. You're going to be doing collage art as your main source of income. How did you find this new source of income from like an art way? You know, because a lot of people tell us that if you're an artist, you're going to be starving and you're doing it the opposite way. You're like, I'm leaving my nine to five. I'm going to do this and I'm actually going to make money. How are you able to do that, Marco? (laughs) Oh, I'm breaking the artist stigma. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm shifting the world's gravity. Yeah, I've, I've got uh, this uh, the question asked before. Okay, so I didn't know that I was going to end up as an artist. If you would have asked Marco two years, three years ago that uh, this was eventually going to become my full-time job, there was no, no way that I would have said, okay, you know, it, it's possible. I, I would have said, no, you're crazy. So what happened was, I have to leave Venezuela, right? Because as many may know or may not know, my country situation overall is really bad. And I left to Europe with nothing and, and no belongings. Uh, I had under, I think, $500 to my, in, in my account. No plans whatsoever. And my cousins who live in Madrid, they took me in their house and I said, okay, you can stay here. We'll try to help you find a, you know, a job, try to fix you something somewhere while you find your path. And they unfortunately could not get me into anything as I don't have a degree. I should have said that earlier. I don't have a degree. I didn't have any past work experience, nothing, nada. But like I mentioned before, I had been experimenting a lot with graphic design. I hadn't found art yet at that moment. I had made some, you know, experimented a little bit, but not found my creative voice yet. So um, one morning I just woke up and I said, you know what? I recalled a couple of conversations that I had with my then ex-girlfriend telling me, Marco, I like what you you make, you know, the creations that you make, you should put that off on, on, on Instagram. You should show it to the world. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this just for the sake of it, but I don't have a plan yet. So I, I... Actually, I had no clue what I was doing. And this is where my, art, my artist persona came to life. I went on a posting on a daily basis. Every single morning I woke up, I posted. And I was working as a delivery man on the side on the afternoons. So that, there's the moment where I found it. And uh, two years in, I'm consistently, you know, putting myself out there. Like I said, I think I created some traction and I gained ex- enough exposure for people to start noticing my art, especially in, on Instagram and Behance, which one we can get on uh, afterwards. 
this is how I, I was known as, uh, I got known as an artist and, and using social media, basically. That's the beauty about the internet and social media now is because you can put out the type of work that you want to put out and what you're passionate about. But it's also great because you will know if you do have an audience and a paying client to want to buy what it is that you're putting out there before you're kind of just shooting in the dark and whatever it is that you're passionate about, you put it out there. But then sometimes you can't really reach them because the world was a lot smaller. You know, you didn't have that sort of exposure that you have right now. So having social media and using it the right way, a lot of these different platforms for artists now is such a amazing tool to use for yourself. For sure. Social media has been a revolutionary for artists as I see it. This is our, our new playground and um, if you're an artist and if you're not putting your work out there, and I could not encourage enough, you know, people that I mean, I say that you have to show your work. You have to put yourself out there and uh, make yourself known. So, yes, social media has completely changed the game, I would say, especially for artists. So we cannot make excuses anymore, you know, that we're unable to live from our art. Yes, of course, you can live from your art. You just have to put yourself out there and be committed to it. Absolutely. There is no excuse right now. There's little and little. So (laughs) you can't sitting on your couch and, you know, watch Netflix. I mean, look at what Marco did. He left a country that was in turmoil, worked as a delivery boy, didn't even have a degree. And look where he is now. He's making money from what he's passionate about. So listen, (laughs) a lot of you listening to this has more things going for you than what Marco did in the beginning and you can do it too and Marco is definitely someone to look out for especially because but everything that you've done and now you're really embarking in this journey that you really wanted with your life I mean that's incredible Marco like your story is amazing now looking back at everything that you have gone through, what has been the biggest setback that you have encountered as an artist or as an entrepreneur and how did you handle it? I think battling self or I would say gaining the confidence that it takes to show your work and trust the process in a way and know that this will take you somewhere. Because in my case, like I, I said before, I was kind of blindfolded at the beginning. I said, okay, I'm very scared to do this. I don't know if it will take me anywhere, but anyways, I did it and it did. So the biggest setback is my own mind, or I see our own mind. Just pushing through every single day, like waking up, making that collage, posting it on Instagram, and just trusting myself and knowing that this value that I'm putting out there will eventually retribute me in in a way or the other so like I said yeah my mind has been probably the biggest setback once you get over that hurdle once you trust the process once you know what you're doing and and how and you master the systems there is nothing that can stop you Absolutely. And I think that's one of the biggest setbacks that most of us will encounter before, during, and after you're going through this journey. And it just keeps happening, right? It's that self-doubt that you have within yourself. Even when you're actually making it, you're making money from it, you're doing something that you love. And sometimes you just wake up and say, 
do I deserve this? Or what if all of this is taken away? And, you know, even after you accomplish the things that you wanted to do, there's still going to be those things that are going to go into your mind. And I think you're right. It's just believing in yourself and your process and what you're doing is what you set out to do. And you just need to keep believing in yourself in order to do that. Yeah, you, you need some, uh, I heard John Mayer say once, some foolish heroicness. I think that's, those are the words that, that he used. And is yeah, making your, a hero out of yourself. I and mean, you're the hero of your, of your own story. And, and you know, heroes, they, they help other people, but they, at least they exude a lot of confidence. And this is what you have to become, you know, no, no matter what your creative pursuit is. So believing in yourself is definitely the, the strongest weapon. Now, Marco, what about when you are working in your projects, when you're a graphic designer and also your collages, what happens when you are unmotivated or you're blocked? What is it that you do to take yourself out of that and keep that motivation again to do your work? So I think as designers, artists, or again, creatives, we uh, need to constantly be reinventing ourselves. In my case, uh, what I do is that I try to practice or I try to double or get myself into, so say I'm working on a project right now and I'm, I'm hitting the creative block and I can't come up with ideas and uh, the deadline is coming closer, anxiety is building up. I leave everything. And the first thing that I would do is definitely go for a walk, meditate or exercise. Uh, those are my go-to places. Uh, every time that I feel that I'm overwhelmed. But on a second hand, I would say don't stall and try to experiment with other art forms. You know, if in case I'm, I do a lot of collage, uh, I love to write. So if I'm feeling a creative block and I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I have to meet this deadline and hand in this collage project, I would leave it on the table and I would switch. And I would say, okay, now I'm, I'm going to write or now I'm going to do a different kind of illustration and or now I'm going to do a, a logo design. From my perspective, it's all about experimenting because we can find creative, I think we can refine the creative juices that we need in other disciplines or in other ways where we're not staring or looking at a computer, just being frustrated and angry at ourselves for not coming up with a solution in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's so many things that can block you and you just kind of have to figure out what works for you and you know, taking a step back is definitely a great way to do that. Because sometimes if you're forcing it too much, it actually derails you even more from creating and you're just giving yourself so much pressure that it just becomes too much and it doesn't help at all. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, anxiety is the biggest enemy. Well, in my case, as I, I have to deal with it constantly and I kind of found found my own ways of, of dealing with it. And this, what I just said, is definitely one of them. Stepping back, you put it beautifully. Absolutely. Now, I know that you are in Munich right now. And once you dive into your location-independent lifestyle, you have chosen Italy as your main location to go to first. How do you decide which country or which location to go to and, you know, what are the factors that kind of are relevant when you are doing the finding for, for the new place as a digital nomad? Is pasta a good enough of a factor? <laughs> for me, it is. <laughs> okay, then that, that is it. 
Okay, no, but in all seriousness, I would say Italy chose me. I, I come from, I was raised by an, an immigrant Italian family in Venezuela. And I've always wanted to live, it's been a dream for me to live in Italy. A couple of friends of mine moved into Italy a year ago and they just loved it and they sold it to me in a way that I said, you know, I have to leave Munich now and I have to experience the Italian life for at least a year or two. I don't have any time frames like we were talking before. I don't know exactly when I will leave. But, you know, now that I'm unbound to a place, I would say that Italy was just, it, it felt right. Yeah, I mean, it's such a beautiful country and the background that you have in there that the the family that raised you is also Italian and you have friends there. I mean, that's a perfect place to start with. And who knows, maybe you'll stay there. You never know, Marco. <laughs> you will never know. You know, I, I, leave, I live on this thought that you should flow, you know, it, Oriental philosophies talks a lot about this, like a towel, uh, flow like the water. This is my philosophy. It has always been. So I never saw myself living in Munich, if I can be honest. And I never saw myself living in Madrid before. So l life has taken me to interesting places and I've, you know, gained so much perspective. I've learned so much for, uh, from every place that I've lived in that, yeah, I don't know if it will be a month or three or six months or a year. But I think I'll spend some time there. I, I want to enjoy the pasta and the olives and the weather. <laughs> I, I think that's a really great motto to have in your life. I think if you just let it go and let the universe kind of take you where you need to be and just trust in that, I think you'll be surprised where life can take you. Not to say that you're just going to be very passive, but very open to opportunities and where that's going to take you and not block it from wherever the universe leads you, I think is a really good place to be in. Exactly. Yeah. You should just let it, let it be, let it be and, and let it go. And, and it will take, as, as long as you're not putting resistance, it will take you to good, to places, I believe. And well, you've been, I don't know for how long living this, this offbeat life. And I, and I bet that a lot of your experiences and you would not be present day Debbie if you have not lived in all the spaces that you've been in. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Marco, let's talk about travel and international insurance, because this is a one thing that we don't normally think or even talk about as digital nomads, because especially when you're really young, you don't think about it, right? You just kind of click You're yes. foolish, naive, and unconscious. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of click yes when you book that flight for your plane tickets. Yes, have insurance, but that's very minuscule compared to having insurance when you're living somewhere in long term. Have you ever used any type of insurance when you were traveling around the world, when you were in Munich, in Madrid, and even in Venezuela? And what what do you think of your choices in that matter? So I have not have the uh, the opportunity of opting for an insurance for, because uh, when I when I came here to Munich, you are by law obliged to have a, an insurance here. So you cannot have a travel insurance. You have to apply for a proper insurance in, in the state that you're in. And when I have traveled, I have been covered by that insurance. And now that I'm moving to Italy and I'm an, I'm an Italian citizen. 
um, covered by the Italian government. So I don't have, uh, to be honest, I haven't had much experience with insurance, but I would love to know more about the topic. Yeah, I mean, for me, I didn't know about this topic at all until I became a digital nomad because whenever you're in a different country, it can be really difficult to get sick, right? And then on top of that, if you're not covered by anything and it's not a comprehensive plan, then you are pretty much screwed. So I really had to think about that, especially outside of the United States, where I have no idea, you know, especially in places where you don't know the language. Oh, my goodness. That's like such a scary. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm in Germany. <laughs> right. And it's like I don't want to be stuck in a different country and I have to worry about what kind of in insurance coverage I need. So that's why I'm really glad that I found Integra Global, who is actually one of our partners who has comprehensive plans for their clients. And they don't ask their members to build a plan because we don't know what we're going to need, right? So we don't know what's going to happen when we're out there. And their insurance really covers everything and everything is built in. So if you all want to know more about it, Marco, if you want to know more about it, you can check it out at IntegraGlobal.com and see how they can give you the coverage that you'll need and maybe with some that you don't know either because that's like my biggest fear (laughs) (laughs) this is it's definitely valuable to know and i'll share the information for sure yeah absolutely and i think we don't talk about that enough because we just talk about you know where are we gonna live how are we gonna make money but then it's like we all get sick and then we look at each other like oh my gosh I should have gotten something oh no what's gonna happen (laughs) yeah when it hits the fan you're you're thrown off completely like oh I should have thought about this before I don't know why I didn't (laughs) yeah so think about it before it happens yeah it turns out that health insurance is important (laughs) it's like yeah when I need it. So let's not get to that point, everybody. Make sure you get it before it happens. Yeah, it's very important. When you were setting off to be location independent, well, right now you're actually doing that. How much money are you actually saving? And how much are you planning to budget your money so that you can make it last? Oh, Debbie, I'm an obsessive saver. I think I save every single (laughs) penny that lands on my account. I put it onto another account and I say, I do not touch this. I do not see the balance. I have, I don't know anything about that account. I just know that as soon as I get the money, I transfer it there and I don't touch it. (laughs) So, So I have a pretty interesting approach on savings. But I would say if you're planning to take the leap, and uh, going on to living a lifestyle like this, you do have to save. You do have to have a, a, a mattress to fall onto in case, you know, anything happens. And especially as you build up your client base, as you learn the ins and outs of, of freelance work, you must have a backup that will keep your head afloat, so to speak. So I'm trying to save as much as I can, basically, from my from my job that I have right now, from my client work, I always put something aside. I have not made any investments yet, but I'm planning to put that money on my living and also back in my business when when the time comes. Uh, that's a really good thing to think about and have as a mindset. Because remember, we don't have any guarantees yet, especially if you're just starting out your business. So having savings to fall back on, like you said, Marco, is going to be 
a lifesaver, you know, so make sure that you do that. And I tell people all the time, yes, we all want to leave our nine to five. That's not like a revelation anymore. Everybody wants to do that. Well, not everybody, but most people that most I've spoken to, you know, and it's it's going to be harder for you if you just leave and you have no backup plans when it comes to income. You're either going to be living in somebody's couch or going back home to your parents. So if you don't want to do that, definitely make sure that you're well prepared before you take that leap. Yeah. And I would say uh, a smart decision that you could also take besides saving. Yes, absolutely. Save as much as you can, especially if you're going into this kind of lifestyle is choosing a, uh, a place at, at least to settle at the beginning that is not as expensive. So for instance, if you're going to be to live an off me lifestyle, do not come to Munich. Like, <laughs> Munich or New not- York City. Or New York City, exactly. Do not, by any means, don't make that mistake. But Italy, on the other hand, is a good option. You know, as as living expenses are not as high, you can kind of, you know, make your way through it while not burning all your expenses and still working on your part or or get a part-time job if you want, but still working on, on your own project and lifting it up without worrying about, you know, your your money being burned off your account and just like that you know into ashes yeah and those types of places your money definitely goes a lot further so that's such a great tip to to give marco that's so smart to do before you dive into this is to really think where you're going to be and how your money is going to go yeah so let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life what legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for Man, that's a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I would say I would like to be remembered as uh, somebody that, okay, so it's, it's going to say aspirational now that inspired other people. But no, my, I think my life's mission is to sh- demonstrate that, that you can, with a lot of discipline and, and hard work, you can achieve whatever you set your mind onto. And it sounds so cliche, and I know that. But I'm such a fan of cliches. You know, I think that there is a massive truth underlying all of those cliches that we see that we see in this fancy Instagram post, you know. So I just want to be reminded as somebody that got harnessed uh, the, the, the strength uh, to manifest whatever that came up to his mind and inspire a lot of people in, in the process. Because you know what? It, it, in the end, as I see it, it's all about giving. It is all about the people. And what I have learned, one of the most valuable lessons that I've uh, learned in the past couple of years is it, that uh, the more you give, the more it, it comes back, the most valuable things you get back. So uh, I just read that nothing compounds more interest uh, than giving. And, and that hit me, you know, I want to be remembered as a giver. Yeah, that's a really great, life lesson I think because in a world where I think a lot of us just want to take I think if you give like you said you're going to get back so much more because people will really remember that and remember you as that type of person who who gives and who just doesn't take that's amazing that's going to be an amazing legacy that you're going to have Marco for sure thank you so much I hope it uh, it comes across this way (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you're already giving us a lot of lessons today, so that's really good. <laughs> I hope so. You know that somebody takes some some key takeaways from it. <laughs> so, what are you working on currently that is really exciting to you? Well, I think my day-to-day -day collage project is, is always exciting for me. I am lucky enough to say that what I am living off now is my passion, and I enjoy every single minute and every single second I spend on it. I've been working with some amazing clients in the past three months, from the New York Times to Rebook to currently BMW. Uh, I'm illustrating their campaigns or a couple of campaigns that they have or they're going to launch in the next month. So that has been, you know, one hell of a roller coaster ride. In December, as I depart from Munich onto Italy and, and leaving abroad or in another country again, I'm starting a small agency. I'm really excited about this project again. I'm, I'm joining forces with a couple of friends of mine, super talented. And this is what my 2020 is going to be all about. So that has got me super excited. That is so exciting. And I can't imagine what the next few years are going to lead for you. I'm also excited to talk to you more about how someone can get to the point where you are, Marco, for extended interview. I mean, you're working with, you're working with such amazing and incredible brands. So if you can give us some tips on that later on, and you guys should look into our extended interview with Marco, where he's going to share with us how to start becoming a graphic designer and artist and make money from that i mean come on that's like the dream right <laughs> it is possible it is possible of course i'll spill all the beans yeah the one in, in my can <laughs> <laughs> so if our listeners want to know more about you where can they find you uh, they can find me on instagram my handle is mavantri as an m-a-v-a-n-t-r-i i think i got that right <laughs> and uh, my website which is mavantri.com those are my two main channels Perfect. Thank you so much, Marco, for joining us today. I really appreciate all the knowledge that you gave us. Thank you, Debbie, for having me here. I'm so happy. Had a blast. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Marco. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where he shares how to become a successful graphic designer. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.